0: I didn't come here to live my life afraid, mm. you know, like I came here to live my life and to let love in. And I think that that's where I'm at right now is like, I find times in my life where I am still pushing love away. I'm pushing love away. Oh, if I let that in too much, it'll be taken away or it'll hurt or you know, whatever. And it's not even like conscious thoughts coming through. It's just like, it's, it's my body's own way of protecting me. And that's beautiful. And I am here to open and open and soften and open and, and let life in. And with that comes the intensity. And so how much of that can I allow? How much of that can I hold?
1: Welcome to the Deeper Awareness Podcast, where we delve into the depths of our inner selves, uncovering authenticity and transformation. Join us for enlightening conversations on breathwork, self-discovery, and the profound journey within. I'm your host, Josh Perry, joined by the delightful Hannah Oxley. Let's begin. Hey guys, it's Hannah.
2: On today's episode, Josh and I sit down with Andrea Freemeyer. We both met her while getting certified for breathwork, so it felt like such a gift to hear her incredible story of how she found deeper awareness. Andrea has a passion for guiding people back home to themselves using breathwork and incorporating her love and awe of nature and mother earth. I can't wait for you to feel just how heart-centered she is. Take a listen. I mean part of it, part of it was my
0: own. Seeking at first, it was it was very much like I've always had a a big heart and and wanted to help people. Like I I truly just had this deep desire to help people. And noticed that a lot of people in my life, um, close family members, and just other people in my circle, friends, were having a really hard time with life. And there was a lot of depression. There was a lot of anxiety. There was just a lot of that kind of stuff. And so I decided to go to college and it, and I wouldn't even really say that it was pushed on me by much. Um, It was really a decision that I made. I love learning. I love being challenged in that way. And, and there was a part of me too, that was like, well, this is the next step. Like, this is what we do next. Um, but certainly wasn't pushed by parents or or anything like that. In fact, I was the first one in my family to have a college degree. So I um, decided to go to school and was very much like, I don't really know what I'm here for. I don't really know what the purpose of this is, but I wanted to help people. So psychology made sense. So that's what I started with was just trying to understand human behavior and why there's so much suffering. And really had a desire to figure out how I could like I want to learn how I can help these people. And I did a uh undergrad, like during my undergrad, I I did an internship at a psychiatric hospital local to me. And I was like, wow, I can't, I this I can't do this. Like the system I saw like the ins and outs of like behind the scenes and how things were working. And I and I think I went to school with a very naive mind. I think a lot of us do of, of like, yeah, I'm going to like be able to change the world. And so much is going to be unveiled during this experience. And, and so much was unveiled, but it just wasn't what I was expecting it to be. There was just so much sickness and we were just perpetuating that. It was like this hamster wheel of like, oh, come in and we'll help you and we'll medicate you and we'll pump you up full of drugs. And then your insurance will be up. And so then you have to go back out and then you'll get arrested and then you'll come back. And then, and it was just like this really sick system that, that really, I was like, I'm not, I I am not the answers I'm looking for are not here. Mm. And that's when I decided to continue to go to school and get a PhD in neuroscience, because I was like, if I can't get what I need here, Maybe if I understand what's going on underneath all of the things, then I can help people. Um, and so again, it was just kind of like my own personal pursuit to try to help people in my life that were having a difficult time. And during my PhD training, I learned so much, so much about the brain, so much about behavior, so much about myself, um, um, And one of the things that I really discovered, like once I got done with school, like once I had had this achievement that was like, well, there's, there's really no next level. Like, what am I like? What what do I do next? Was I realized I was so out of touch and disconnected from myself. So on this pursuit to like fix and help and support other people, I was like, I had lost myself. And about a year and a half before I graduated, I got pregnant and um, had been married for several years. The number doesn't even matter at this point, but I had been married and my basically like a year before my son was born, our marriage had started to just be really not a great, not a great relationship. It was um, just toxic in a lot of ways. And there was a lot of like for, for me personally, especially after I got pregnant, I was like, I can't keep living my life this way. And especially when I had the space after school, I was like, okay, truly like there's something that has to happen. Um, my, my son was about a year old at that time. And I just was like, I have to take better care of myself. And so I just really then went on this journey to to help myself to discover who I was. And that started with simple things like just exercise and eating right and doing meditation every once in a while. Um, And what I noticed after I graduated and I started a job at the university doing research science was that so many other people that I was working with were also really struggling. Like it was like this very much, like we're working ourselves until we're sick. We're, we're all overwhelmed. We're burnt out. We're like, there's so much competition and, and things like that in academia. I think there are in a lot of jobs. Um, But in that environment, I was really feeling it. And so many people were just so unhappy. And so I decided to bring, I was like, I'm going to bring everything I'm learning to this place to, to academic science. And so I started doing these presentations, like how we can find peace and, and, like calm in the chaos and, and just teaching different tools that I had been learning. Um, but again, personal life was just falling apart. And, um, I, really, really was on this journey to help myself. And in that, you know, my relationship just grew further and further apart, because that was not the path that he was on. And um, after my son's fourth birthday, so I'd been working at that job for a while. um, It was just about a month after my son turned four, things had gotten really bad. And I, my husband ended up taking his life. So I speaking of things that happen, like where we're just kind of like going along, going along, trying to to put all the pieces together and make things work. And then something big happens to derail us or in my case now, from where I sit almost four years later, opened my eyes to this life that I had been refusing to live for so long. Um, and so that was a very, very difficult time. And what there there's, I'm in this place now where I can see so much of the gift of this whole experience that I went through, um, which is really, really beautiful, but there's still, there's still pain. Like there's still, there's still hurt here and there's still grief, like waves of grief that come up. Um, I have a, eight-year-old son now, and he really struggles. And so helping him, holding him through this and and being on this journey alongside him is is probably one of the hardest things in my personal journey now is just knowing how to help and navigate him and hold him through um, his experience of grief and loss and and just not understanding um, while I'm holding myself and moving through and, and doing all of the things, um, in my own life. So it was really that big experience that has, was the, the catalyst to where I am today. And so again, that's like, like, I'm, I'm thankful for that so much gratitude for where I am now. Um, but it's been quite a journey to, to get to this place and, Um, something that, that happened after his death, very shortly after was, I have always had like a very deep connection to nature. It's always been like, I didn't really know why, but had all, I had always been drawn to it. It was always, I always felt safer when I was there, when I was surrounded by woods or mountains or whatever. And that morning, the morning that I was leaving my house after this happened, The sun was rising, and I just looked up at the sunrise, and it was like the most beautiful sunrise, and I just remember hearing by, call it whatever you want, a presence that's bigger than me, Andrea, you have to feel this, and that was very different than anything Then the way I had dealt with other things, other hard experiences that I had been been through in my life was just, you know, to distract and avoid and throw myself into school or into being a mom or drugs or whatever it was. Um, And so this just came through so very clearly for me. And it wasn't until probably two months later that I really, you know, after not being in shock anymore and moving through all the like things you have to do when something like that happens just like going through the motions, I really was in a place where I could allow myself to do that, um, to start the process of doing that. Um, And breath, breath was really something that was really big for me um, to help me reconnect to myself, to find safety in my body and, and allow myself to feel the, the pain of what I had been through. So I don't know if that was an intro, but yeah, that's what has led me to where I am today. So
2: had you found breath work before that event or was it after?
0: No, it was, it was about two months after. Um, And yeah, it was, it was something that I experienced. I, it was just kind of like showed up and I did the practice and it only about like five minutes in or so I was like, whoa, like this is because I was so raw. I was so, that's also what that experience did for me. It opened me up in a way that I couldn't close. Mm -hmm. Like it, you know, it was just like the pain was so much and there was just so much that I was holding that I couldn't, no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't not feel some of that stuff that was there. And so the rawness that I felt through that breathwork practice was so much that I was only able to do it for about five minutes. But in that five minutes, I felt my body in a way that I hadn't for so long. And that re like starting or that just like glimpse of connection to myself was huge. And it was like, that was the thing I was like, I this is the missing piece, all of that education, all of that. All of it was so great and so helpful for my mind, but I couldn't problem solve my way out of everything. It's certainly not this experience. And so it was this, the gift of the breath reconnecting me back to my body that was really the start of of discovering who I am and, and getting me to where I am today. That's beautiful
1: for sharing all that yeah
0: mm-hmm. i don't remember your question josh did i answer it mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah i said what do we have to to understand about your life to understand
2: mm-hmm. It? Mm-hmm. yeah that was a good way of answering yeah and, and, you know, like ever
0: since then, it's just been this journey of remembering, mm-hmm. of remembering who I am and who I've always been, but I had just forgotten, you know, it's, it's really easy to, especially in this culture, in this society to, to like, compartmentalize things, right? Like to just put, I'm just going to like, put this thing over here and I'm going to put this over here and put a little bow on it. And like, I'll come back to it later. And I'll, you know, and, and I think that, no, I know from my own experience that when we do that, that we're, we're pushing life away. Like we're pushing the beauty that is here for us away. Um, And so a a repeating thing that is constantly coming through to me is like to soften into life, to be receptive, to open up, to receive everything that's here for me. And that certainly does not always feel good. Um, it doesn't mean that it's always, you know, full of joy and happiness and excitement. I mean, there's a lot of, of sadness and grief and pain and heartache that comes with that. But that's like the flip side of like, you know, I, I love so deeply because I've felt through deep pain, you know? And so it's just this knowing like deep, deep knowing now that it's all (laughs) part of it. And when we let all of it in, joy is the product of that you know Mm
2: -hmm. yeah i believe we came here to experience the whole spectrum and the more we experience to one side we allows us to experience even more of that joy like you mentioned yeah and we chose i believe we chose to do this we chose to experience but why not feel it all right
1: yeah
2: Mm -hmm. we've talked about it before josh and i have being in a coffin and just like, you know, I can't feel much when you're just in this like small little box. But as soon as you break through, it's like, Oh my God, I can feel all of the things, just anything. Yeah. All the way from joy to grief, anything in between.
1: So can we talk a little bit about grief? Sure. This, This is like, one of those subjects, most humans are really good at avoiding. And my sister lost her husband in a plane, a small plane crash about four years ago. And back then I was really numb. Mm -hmm. And what we try to do with people that are grieving is get them back to normal as quick as possible. And what struck me is that this concept of grieving in a society that doesn't do emotions.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And so I'm wondering what has grief taught you? Hmm,
0: what has grief not taught me? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like it's it's really, it's shown me allowing myself to feel the weight of grief. Cause it it's like it's like a rock. It's like a it's like a boulder. It's a there's a heaviness to it that is just you it's just in, unless you feel it it's hard to understand but it's like it's just this this deep 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 heaviness that lives within you and of course it's energy right like it's it's the energy it's the weight it's the it's the pain of not having what you thought you were going to have right? Like it's the, it's the loss of that future. It's the loss of a life. It's the loss of just so much. And so in so many ways, I mean, there's so many lessons, but like, it is show me what I'm fucking, can I say fucking capable of, like of holding, like to be able to hold that heaviness and that weight and move through it or let it move through me, not all at once, but like to let those layers and stuff be peeled away and move through me has just shown me that I'm capable of holding so much more than I ever thought. Because if somebody would have told me, this is what's going to happen to you. And this is what you're going to go on to do with your life. And I'm like, no, like that would crush me. Like that would be the end. There were so many days after it happened that I thought that it was, you know, it was like I I can't do this. How am I ever going to go back to living a life? How am I ever? I mean, there was just so so much questioning of how I was ever going to move on from this and and just make things work. Like in general, like being able to do, be out on my own and ha- you know just take care of my son and do all the things. Um, but it's just it showed me my strength. It showed me my Courage. Um, it's shown me the frailty that is human life. It's shown me that when we love, we are taking a risk, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it. Um. Yeah, like it's it's opened me up to noticing my life. To noticing the beauty that is all around me all the time like even when things feel really hard <sighs> yeah like it's there's so much gratitude for this uh, this <sighs> aliveness that I feel now mm-hmm. every day um and I still get stuck and I still, you know, have shitty stuff. And I mean, it's still, it's still hard. Like there's, there's still difficulties, but it's like, I, it's so much easier for me to soften into the ache of that comes with this aliveness, like to not push it away, to not numb it. It's like, no, like I know. And part of this is being, you know, on the other side of the initial feelings of all of this. Because again, at that time I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Like it was like one breath at a time, one moment at a time, one day at a time. And then it just starts to get lighter and it starts to get lighter and and it's still here. I'm still, there's still parts of that here and there's this like deep love and deep gratitude and deep appreciation for this life and all that comes with it and and it's like what you know once you experience like this just like your analogy like the the coffin thing like once you experience all of this I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to this place where for, for moments, sure. But like, I don't want to go back to this place where I don't know what's on the other side of that. So, yeah, I think it's like the biggest thing is it's just taught me to just fully land in my life, to just be in my life, knowing that no Moment, no feeling, no sensation is permanent. That it's all fluid, that it's ever changing, and and rather and 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 in knowing that and softening into that, the resistance fades. Like there's less resistance to what's right in front of me. So, like, say I'm going through a, a difficult time or something, and and there's like so much resistance. Like, why is this happening? Uh, like, I should, you know, all the things if I can soften into my life and remember that none of this is permanent the 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 resistance fades The, the suffering isn't there anymore it still feels hard still hurts it's still real but I'm not clinging or pushing
2: it away you know and then it's also such a gift of experiencing everything you've experienced. Do you feel like it's helped you to achieve that goal of helping so many people? Because now you have just all these other tools and, you know, yeah. you can relate to people and really understand what they're going through. So do you feel when you set out on this journey to help heal everyone, do you feel like you've you're there? Do you, are you like, what are you doing now?
0: Yeah. So it's definitely, again, like it, you know, this whole, the whole concept of holding space, like just being able to witness somebody else in their pain without, because when I started way back when, when I was going to school and I was like, I just want to help people. I just want to, it was like, I wanted to just like come in and like scoop people up and be like, here, go do this. And, and I tried that for a while. I tried to just be like, listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. Like, just, <laughs> you just do this. It'll, it'll be better. But something that my son teaches me over and over and over again is that we are all on our own journey and I can model for him. I can teach him. I can say things to him. I can, you know, whatever. But the biggest gift that I can give him is just to be here, to be here, to be present, to hold space for him, to move through what he's moving through and be a safe space to land. And that is what I, I aim to do with anybody that comes into my, my space. Um, Whether that's somebody that's working with me, somebody that comes to a retreat, somebody that just, you know, that I meet somewhere like that's, that's what I desire to be, to just allow people to be fully themselves and to meet them where they are and and show them that that they, it's like putting the power, giving them their power back and not by me doing anything except for just reminding them what they're capable of, reminding them that that they know. <laughs> reminding them, you know, just inviting people back home. Yeah and i think a lot of that is you know a big big value of mine is to be in integrity with what i am sharing with people so i if i'm inviting somebody through a process and maybe it's a one to one client or something i'm inviting them through a process i'm like i know and I think that they can feel, I've had this reflected back to me many times, like, oh, you've you've held yourself through this different experiences, right? But when it comes down to it, the sensation and the emotions can be, there's a lot of similarities across people and the human experience of them, regardless of the circumstance. And so it's like being able to um, hold somebody as they go through their process, I feel like I have a deep, capacity to be able to do that because I have held myself through those things and I've received support of course um so yeah it's it's definitely impacted me in so many ways and just how I show up and 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 that I just to be real for people too and not pretend like it's easy <laughs> and not pretend like, um, that we're not on a journey together, you know? um. And so, yeah, there's been a lot of people that have came. it's It's wild how I've had many people reach out to me and share their experience with me. And I'm like, wow, going something very similar to me, or there's been a suicide and close in their in their radar and as something that's really impacting them, and they had no idea about my my past or anything like that. And so there's been like this, these people come through, um, my world, that, that it it is something that you feel like nobody gets. And then they, they're like, Oh, you, you do get this. You do know where I'm coming from. Um, and sometimes just that alone is so healing for people to know that they're not alone. Um, so yeah, that's been huge.
1: I've, I've had two experiences in the last week where I felt like I was the only one, definitely mm-hmm. in the first experience. And it it was, it felt so nuanced and so like one-off that I didn't, I just kept it inside. And then... I saw a post on Facebook with somebody else describing a similar situation mm. and grief, grief came up and I was just crying. I felt so seen and I really didn't understand this idea of being seen mm. until the pause program. It Even that phrasing I had never heard of and to discover, so Hannah and I have been diving into universal human needs mm-hmm. and to find out that that is a human need that we have to be seen. Yeah. And so for you, because, and, and I will we'll talk about this at the end with um, how people can um, interact with you and, and whatnot, but when I experienced one of your breathwork sessions, I felt that same thing hmm. that, that I knew that you had gone there with yourself, that you had felt so deeply into that, and that it was such a safe fa- place inside of you for you, that I knew I could go there with you. Hmm. So it's good. a real gift. It's a, it's such a gift so with with all of this i and i was i'm staying with my mom right now and i was talking to her about needs and in our last episode we talked hannah and i went over this but it's it's almost like we have we don't know their needs until someone says hey are you needing that
2: and -hmm. then
1: and then most often our response is well i've gone 50 years without it why why do i need it now And so, but then once somebody offers that space for you to experience it, it, it's part of, maybe it's part of coming home. Mm. Does that feel true that it's like, yeah, you're supposed to fit into all of these crevices, all of these hurts, all of these wounds take up all of this space, fill them up feel into them that they're all part of you that that's home,
0: yeah, yeah, I think so and i I also you know feel that that's that's like integration, right like that's like this this piece that I feel like I don't know this isn't going on to another topic, but it's bringing up something that's important like I there's so much uh in the like spiritual community, there's a lot of you, you, we do have needs. Like there's this like acknowledgement of our needs and let this thing fill you up. Let this thing, maybe if you do this, then if you do this, then you'll feel that. So to me, it's like really bringing in this, you know, society, the, the like toxic masculine society that, so many of us get into this work to leave behind is almost like being like recycled into the spiritual space of like, that we are not enough, that we are not enough as we are. And so I think that, that it comes back to that. It comes back to like this belief that, that we deserve to get our needs met, that that it's normal for us to need things that, that we are whole as we already are. And, and we have everything that we need and we were meant to be in connection with other people and have this, there's times where maybe we're not able to access that, thing. Maybe we can't see ourselves, right? And so we need somebody else to be that mirror for us, to reflect to us who we are. It doesn't mean that you didn't have the ability, like that that you're you're not inherently already good enough or or home or whatever the word is that you want to use. But it's like, sometimes we just, we, this connection with other people, sometimes we just need somebody to remind us that we're already whole, that like, we're already enough, that we're already there, that we're already worthy, that we don't need to do anything to, to remember that, like, you know? meaning like something outside of ourselves, right? Like we don't, there's nothing outside of us that can remind us of that except for, you know, the the connections with other people that are that are being that for us when we can't access it. Did that answer your question? I don't really know. I kind of feel That's, like I
1: Yeah that so we need each other and we're whole.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So can you, I'd love to hear about your retreats. Um, I know you have a big one coming up and I know you have other ones coming up. Can you just talk about like what intention is there like a um, commonality across?
0: Yeah. So, so the business that we have is called elemental wellness and it is, so when I got into this work, again, bringing back like my love of nature, um, I have always speaking of mirrors to ourselves, right? Like the the external world, the the beautiful thing about nature is that it's this like unbiased, like just exist as it is. It changes with the seasons, you know, it's that it's that example of this ever dynamic, ever-changing, fluid, thing that we can witness that reminds us of who we are it, to me I see nature as such a beautiful mirror and so I had really early on in doing like the breath work stuff in bringing you know like we bring like themes into sessions and all of that I was like I really want to do an elements session or like workshop series where we're connecting to these different elements and so Earth, fire, water, air are a big, a big part of like what my business was kind of built around. Like to me, those are like our ancestors. It's the it's what we're made of. It's where we came from. It's, you know, the simplest form of who we are. And so every retreat that we do is focused around a specific element. And so we've done, so we're we're doing essentially, like, Series of of these different retreats, and we've done a water, air, and earth retreat so far, um, since we since we started doing them with with these themes. And our next one is fire in Hawaii. Um, and really, what the intention around these retreats is is like really being able to invite the people that come to notice that element as it exists outside of them so it as the what what do you see what qualities does fire remind you of like what do you see when you look into a flame or a campfire or whatever and to have that to for them to then be able to see that those same qualities also exist within themselves and so the one um centered around the element of fire is really about just connecting back to their power to remembering again they're it's all about remembering but just remembering who they are and what they're capable of and um and so so we chose we actually chose Hawaii because of the volcanoes and and that you know the earth that the the core of the earth is just this burning this burning hot center And we also have this like burning hot center within ourselves. And some of, some of us have just like a tiny little, a tiny little ember, um, with maybe some ashes over it or whatever. And so the, the goal or the intention of our time together is to really just like fan that flame and, and reignite that fire within each individual that's there within themselves and just connect, connect to that and i will also say that with this specific retreat it's it's really wild the the situation that is going on in hawaii right now so um yeah you, you guys know that there's been fires on the island of maui and a whole town was just completely devastated and it's a town where um you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of local, a lot of people that have lived there for a really long time. And there's a lot of fear that people are going to come in like developers and stuff are going to come in and buy up this land. And then they're not going to be able to rebuild and they'll be competing with, with all of that. And so um, we've really, and then, and then if you watch the news or different media outlets, there's been a lot of um, like, we don't want tourists here, like we need to heal. We need to rebuild. We need to do all of this. And then there's other people who are like, yes, we need tourists because this is what helps our economy and, and all of this stuff. And so it's been a very interesting thing from, from our perspective or from where just our, what we're planning on doing. Um, and so we are working, we're collaborating with, um, different people that are, that are local to Hawaii that are going to come in and be a part of our retreat. That's another thing that we really like to do is bring people in that are local to that land that can come in and teach us the culture of, of where we're going. And we're not, we're not just coming there to like take over and, and have this experience. Like we want you to come in and, and share with us the rich, the richness of your culture and, and, how fire has been used in sacred rituals um, there for, for years and years and years, and just really share some of that, like ancient wisdom with us. So we've been in collaboration with a few different people in Hawaii and recently have been having conversations with them and like really considering like, is this, should we do this? Like, should we host this retreat there? And we're on a We're on the big island for our retreat, which is different, obviously. But it's still like, you know, we're like bringing a group and renting out this big space and like doing all of this stuff. And but also really want to respect every all everything that's going on, because that is what is so important to us. It's like being in right relationship with with like with other humans, with the land, with all of that. And so we've been in conversations with these people and they're like, yes, come, yes, come. You are in integrity. You are in right relationship. You, even the the fact that we're considering, you know, reaching out from this place and just asking like, is this something that, that we should be doing? But the, I think the thing like the universal thing that we get to come back to is like, we need more connection, we need in a world that is just so deeply disconnected, like connection is rebuilding that connection, coming back to that connection, coming back to, to who we are, coming back home to ourselves is just so important. And if, and we can start that, you know, at the individual level and then coming together in a community, like at a retreat um, where we're going to come in honor and respect of where we're going is what is needed. And so we've just gotten that, that message back multiple times of just like, yes, come and do this work and keep this mission alive because that's what's important and that's what's needed. Um. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that because it's just, it's been, it's just been an interesting thing um, to have, to have all of that unfold and, and want to not pretend, like nothing's happening, you know? And just because we were like, well, do we even like promote this? Like, do we, do we want to continue like promoting this when, because it's about the element of fire and it's just, there's just, there's just interesting things going on about that. Um, And I don't know that you guys need to include this in the podcast.
2: (laughs) No, I think (laughs) it's it's great because, because like you said, some news, there's so much going on in the news. Like this is, this is what people need to hear. This is important like to have perspective like this.
0: Yeah. And it's just so like the media is so, uh, what's the word like myopic? Like there's just, it's like, there's this one view and, and it's either this or it's either, it's so like black and white and, and that's just not the way that it actually is. Like there's, there's a lot that we're not hearing about and there's a lot that we're not seeing. And, Yeah. So I'm really grateful that, you know, we had already planned to work with these people and had created these relationships with, with people there. Like, in fact, one of the things that this woman wants to do, one of the women who's going to be a part of this wants to do is have all the people that are coming to the retreat, hop on a zoom call. And, um, she's going to talk to us about like, you know, getting, getting our energy, in a place where we can come in with intention to this sacred land to to have like this you know we talk about like co-nourishment all of all of the time and that's really what it's about when we're doing like earth-based work it's like how can i give back to something that has just constantly been taken from like how can we be in a reciprocal relationship to one another. And so really making that very clear to everybody that's coming and kind of like setting the stage and the intention for, um, for what energy we're coming into and what the energy is of the, of the environment that we're stepping into as well. So that feels really good.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so when's that January 9th to the 14th.
1: Um Andrea, when you said you were checking with them, mm-hmm. and that reminded me of when I was uh doing like a I was being somatically coached and the coach was saying as we were starting, she said, Is there anything else that uh I could provide that would create a little bit more safety? And mm-hmm. I checked in and I was like, that question created so much safety. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what you're doing with these people. You're checking with them. It it shows that they're important. Yeah. That it's not just like all these white people are gonna show up and yeah. do part thing. We're gonna do the tourism. And and I, I went to Kauai and I was the the white tourist with no understanding and no comprehension of the respect and the sacredness of those lands. And so hearing you speak, like I'm learning a lot just of, of how we can honor the earth. And and I would say it's all sacred, right? Mm-hmm. And so I would love to hear, because I see your pictures with um, when, when you and your family go to lakes and you're mm-hmm. on the paddleboard or you're with the creeks or the trees. And I'd love to hear like how you experience nature, like, mm. like what, what's that tangibly or what's that intentionally as you go there and you're just, is it just a a presence, just a beingness or, or could you describe? Is does my question make sense?
0: Mm-hmm. I think so. I think so. Yeah. So, so early on, like I'll just go back a little bit because again, I've always had this connection to like I've had this like this like calling or like I just feel more I don't know, when I'm when I'm in nature, um, very different than when I'm in big groups of people, um, but just early on in my process through grief, I would get to this place where I couldn't, I, I like, I would be, my mind would be very like, you can't do this. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're fucking everything up. And you're like, how do you, how are you going to get through? Like all of that stuff would come up and I would just be like, thank God I had a support system. Mom, can you watch Oliver? I got to go. And I would just go to the woods and I would just lay there and i would feel so held like so held and so like this this overwhelming sense of being alone would just go away like i would be like i am not alone like look at all of these like the the trees and how many le- like the abundance of life that is all around me when i'm in nature and just, just feel that and see that there was like this, cl- there's this clarity still that just comes through for me when I step into the woods or the mountains, or I'm sitting next to a Creek and I, and I, and I'm like really paying attention, right. Because so many of us are surrounded by this stuff all of the time. And I'm even like, I live in the city and I think I shared this with, with you, Josh, but like, I go for walks all the time and and there's, I have to drive a little ways to get to the woods, but this is an old neighborhood that I live in, and there are so many old, ancient, wise trees, and I have such a relationship with them. Like, I I notice them, I stop, and I pay attention. And I was walking with my partner a while back now, and and I I'm just like, how do people not see this? Like how like the the intricacy like the details of the bark and and like and feel the energy and I know from my own experiences because they're not open to it they're not paying attention they're not stopping long enough to notice and and that and and so that's just something that I really feel when I'm in nature and and I notice too where I'm at like it's it's a huge check-in for me because if I go out on a walk or to the woods or to the mountains or whatever. And I'm not, my breath isn't taken away or I'm not like noticing what's around me. I'm like, okay, stop, <laughs> take some breaths and open your eyes, open your heart. Like it's, it's such a, a. uh, It's like, I can monitor my energy that way of like, just like noticing like, wow, you really haven't been in the present moment much lately because you're just, you know, kind of like caught up in the getting from here to there on your walk instead of like really noticing what's around. So that's a big part of it. Like it just, it softens me. It opens me up. It reminds me of, of the beauty that's all around me of the gift of, of life and, yeah, it just it it also just reminds me that I am so small <laughs> in comparison to this, just much. It's like there's like I even just walking out of my house to the street and looking up at the sky, like my perspective shifts, even if just a little bit, depending on where I'm at, you know, where my headspace is and all of that. But like it just there's a there's an openness, there's a spaciousness that I feel when i'm outside um there's a like a reminder that it's not about being perfect it's just about being you know it's about that there's nothing that i have to do that i can just be and i can notice and i can i can feel and i can receive and i can give and there, And i mean it's just like there's so much there's so much that happens when when i'm in nature and and just connecting you know, connecting to, again, connecting to the elements, which are all around us when we're in the natural world and, and feeling the energies of those things and remembering that, like, you know, for example, water, you're, you can watch the river and, and see parts of it that are moving really fast, but then you see parts of it that are really still, and you can just feel if you're paying attention, you can feel the differences in those energies and like, oh, I have the ability to, to basically wreak havoc (laughs) with this energy, or I can also pull it in and I can just be here and, and, and receive and, and feel and let life flow through me rather than feeling like I need to go through and like, take it out or something like that you know um so yeah it's just it's such a beautiful mirror um and I see myself for who I truly am not for who I'm trying to convince myself that I am or that I'm not you know it's like there's so much truth
2: in nature wow and then with the changing of seasons right now, how are you transitioning? Is there any sort of rituals you do or welcoming the, like the last few years I've been like just embracing the feeling of hibernation.
1: <laughs> like
2: yeah. it's time to slow down when I see people just still trying to hustle, hustle, hustle. I'm like, well, yeah. take it slow. Like this is a time to Reflect and just notice, like you said, notice your surroundings and kind of take inventory. And so, I'm just curious with the yeah, change of the seasons, how that's happening for you. Yeah, for sure. It's I mean, it's I feel I love
0: the seasons. Like I love the. It's all no matter what season we're moving away from and into. It's like it's a period of transition. So it's just another reminder, right, that like nothing stays the same, and that that we are just like the seasons outside of us in the in the cycles of of growth and death and, and rebirth and all this stuff, like we have those seasons within ourselves too. So I think, you know, that's a that's a reminder that we get to see with the seasons, but it's also when you're when you're connected to nature, to the natural world, you remember that so much more easily or easier that when you're going through a cycle within yourself, like maybe you have this big burst of creativity and doing all of these things and it just feels really aligned and really good. And then the next week you're like, God, I don't feel like doing anything. I just want to rest. I just want to go inward. I just want to hibernate or whatever it is. Cool. (laughs) Listen to that. Like that's your body speaking to you, you know, because we're not meant to just be going, going, going all the time. And and it's just, it happens on a bigger level than with the seasons, right? It's like, okay, this is the the time of the year where we are shifting out of this, like where we get to be, where we get to express so much gratitude for the harvest, whether that be a literal harvest or the growth and expansion that we've experienced over the past couple of seasons. Like we get to like really be in this place of celebration for where we're at right now and letting, and also, you know, with, with fall, like letting things fall away that aren't working, like whatever it is that, you know, cause a lot of times we have this, this path or this goal or this thing that we're working toward. And, and we want it, we have a certain way in which we want it to to unfold but maybe we've been in this place of like trying to do this energy of doing but it's just not quite working out we can let that stuff fall away and and be in this in this energy of like okay I get to slow down I get to start preparing myself for for colder weather for you know slowness for um yeah just like that like inward inward connection so we have me and my partner, and we try to bring my son into it when he's interested. Um, but we have like little rituals and stuff that we'll do. We were doing it a while with the moon cycles. So like every full moon and and whole moon, we would just have some kind of like ceremony, which doesn't have to be anything big, but just like, just being really intentional. Um, and, and so we, we try to do stuff like that. And certainly with the seasons, the same thing happens. Um, we're actually doing a breathwork experience on the autumn equinox to like really celebrate this transition from summer to fall. So, partnering with an amazing sound healer um, in the area to just that lives on some really beautiful land. We're going to walk the land and and just notice again, just notice what's all around us. So yeah. It's a big part mm. of how we live our lives is just being connected with what's going on in the natural
1: world.
2: Love that. Yeah.
1: That was so good. So have you considered doing your own podcast?
0: Mm-hmm. No. why do you ask
1: there's a need yeah for your voice for your essence to just reverberate outward and it doesn't have to be a podcast that was just one
0: yeah Yeah. I mean who knows maybe maybe someday it's certainly not anything that's like in my periphery or focus right now. Um, I, yeah, like I have, I'm doing this science of breathwork course that I'm really excited about that there's 12 people in there and it feels really, really good. I'm super excited about that. Um, You know, we have our retreats. I have some one-to-one clients that I'm working with. Um, And a big part of where I'm at in my life right now is again, coming back to me. I've been, I love holding and supporting other people. And, you know, I've been working part-time for a company that's, you know, not necessarily been telling me how to do that, but I've had certain schedules that I've had to follow and certain, you know, like things that, that I've prioritized, I guess, um, over my own, passion and and dreams and desires. And so I'm kind of in this place of like really um, navigating what's coming, what's what I'm doing moving forward. And I don't really know. It's like with the hot air balloon thing, like I'm, I feel safe, like there's like a containment, like there's a container um, that I'm being held in. And there's so much possibility. So who knows? Who knows what what gets to come through? And maybe a podcast is one of those things that just doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it right now. <laughs> anyway. So
1: well, thank you for joining us and for sharing your beautiful energy and your wisdom and your stories and the things that you've learned and Is there any final words, any anything that you would just want to share with? I know when you started the conversation, it was about bringing what you had learned to the academic world, is that right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So is there anything that if you want, if you could like, project it out into the world and just have it benefit humans, like, what would that one thing be?
0: Oh my goodness. Hmm. I think, you know, just welcoming the intensity of life. Hmm. Like with softness (laughs) like so not from a place of like you know going into a like I okay I'm feeling this intensity in, in my experience what what can I do right it's like no like how can you just be with that intensity and I am saying this with so much awareness of yes, you need support, and there's nervous system regulation that comes into play here, and trauma is real, and all of that, like, and there is so much beauty in the intensity, like, there's so much, um, and it, there it, it's not, I didn't come here to live my life afraid, you know like i came here to live my life and to let love in and i think that that's where i'm at right now is like i find times in my life where i am still pushing love away i'm pushing love away oh if i let that in too much it'll be taken away or it'll hurt or you know whatever and it's not even like conscious thoughts coming through it's just like it's it's my body's own way of protecting me and that's beautiful and i am here to open and open and soften and open and and let life in and with that comes the intensity and so how much of that can i allow how much of that can i hold um yeah i guess that's it (laughs) i was kind of surprised at that answer so
2: (laughs) This came on through. Nice. And where can people find you if they're interested?
0: Um. Well, you can find me on Instagram. It's freemeyer.phd And then um, we also have a website, elementalwellnesssanctuary.com. The information is in both places. Beautiful. Yeah.
1: Thank you for listening to the Deeper Awareness Podcast, where the journey of self-discovery and inner growth continues to unfold. We hope this episode has ignited a spark within you and inspired you to embrace a more conscious and authentic existence by looking within. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for upcoming episodes, where we'll continue to explore the transformative power of breathwork and emotional healing. Continue the conversation and stay connected with us on Instagram. Follow at Deeper Awareness Podcast to receive daily inspiration, valuable tips, and updates on our latest episodes and offerings. We'd love to hear your thoughts and insights from today's show, so feel free to share them in the comments below or tag us in your posts. Your engagement and feedback mean the world to us as we strive to continue to create content that resonates and empowers our incredible community. Together, we can continue exploring the depths of consciousness, fostering genuine connections, and supporting each other on our transformative journeys. This episode is brought to you by You Belong Breathwork, your destination for transformative healing and self-discovery. At You Belong Breathwork, we believe in the power of breath to unlock the deepest parts of ourselves, leading to profound insights and a greater sense of connection and belonging. Whether you're seeking emotional healing, a deeper connection with yourself, or a path to authenticity, our breathwork sessions, retreats, and coaching programs are designed to guide you on this transformative journey. Our experienced facilitators are here to hold space for you as you explore the depths of your consciousness and discover the infinite potential within. Visit youbelongbreathwork.com to explore our offerings and download a free guided breathwork session. Thank you for being a part of our deeper awareness community. Stay connected, stay curious, and may you embrace your true essence with love and compassion. Goodbye for now and see you in the next episode.